Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Ocean Riders podcast, conversations with creatives, entrepreneurs, thinkers, and dreamers who also happen to be surfers. My name's Imi, and I am your host. Today's guest is the founder of Sea Together magazine. Her name is Brianna Ortega. I couldn't quite tell you where she's from because she's actually moved 26 times since she was little. But when I got hold of her, she was in Oregon, USA. This constant nomadic existence has led her to entertain a deep relationship with the ocean. For Brianna, the ocean is her home. Brianna's such a sweetie. She's creative, she's strong and she's a badass surfer. In 2017, she created Sea Together. It's a passion project for the left out voices of female surfing. Sea Together Mag is the kind of project that makes your heart sing. What started as an Instagram account gently morphed into an annual paper magazine and is now growing with events popping up all over the world. For Brianna, this amazing project has also been the opportunity to give a voice to surfers whose stories don't usually get picked up by mainstream surfing media. In our conversation, we talk about Brianna's story and see together and how she has managed to lead this project to where it is today. There's some great advice about running a passion project without it running you into the ground and following your heart. So I guess without further ado, please welcome Brianna Ortega. Hello, Brianna, and welcome to the Ocean Riders podcast. How are you today? Amazing. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. It's been a beautiful sunny day and I'm really, really excited to have this conversation with you. Before we start, I guess, do you think you could introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, so I'm really excited to be here on your podcast. And my name is Brianna and I am currently based on the Oregon coast in the US where it's pretty cold year round. It's like we're always wearing down jackets here year round. The waves are pretty gnarly like year round too sometimes. So yeah, and I'm the founder of Sea Together magazine and I'm an artist and previously was an environmental educator, but I'm in grad school now for art. So that's taken my time. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. And so have you always lived on the coast in Oregon? No, so I actually grew up, this is going to be my 27th move next Friday in my life, and I'm 26, and I grew up between California, Hawaii, Washington, and then I moved to Oregon for college and ended up just, I keep coming back here, it's crazy. <laughs> That's brilliant. Maybe before we start talking about Sea Together Mag, which is an amazing project, maybe you could sort of walk us through what your first jobs were leading you up to Sea Together. My previous jobs have just been like, just your normal jobs, like working at the surf shop, like also just like working at coffee shops and stuff like that. Inside of me, I've always wanted to like do something that's like, and then also I worked at an environmental education program that I really loved. And we worked with puffins and tide pools and just like educating the public about environmental issues on the West Coast of the US. And we would save birds and like bring them in <laughs> to places and stuff like that. So that was like really fulfilling for me as a job. It definitely, all the jobs I've had haven't like paid a lot, but for me, what's most important is that like my heart is being fulfilled 
And I think that like, if you follow your heart, like everything can work out. And if you work really hard, you have to work really hard. <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting because I went back in my journal recently. It's interesting you brought up this question. And I wrote like maybe several months before I started Tea Together, I wrote, there's a question asking to help you figure out like the direction of your life. And there's a question asking like, what are the top five like people that you would want or like you identify with or something like that. And I wrote down (laughs) that I was inspired like Bethany Hamilton because she, you know, had this obstacle that she overcame. And I actually had a lot of health problems in the past three years. So a lot of serious health problems. So I really identified with her. And then I also wrote down like Martin Luther King Jr. for like his advocacy for like black people in America and the civil rights movement. And also Sophie Skoll, have you heard of her? She actually made a publication during the Nazi era, and she actually got killed because she made these radical publications about making space for these people and against the Nazis, and she got killed. So those are, like, a few people that I wrote down. So just, like, it's funny how, like, if you just write down your inspirations, like, everything kind of just comes together, you know? like. So what exactly inspired you to start See Together, Mag? Yeah, so a lot of things inspired me. Number one, I know what it's like to be a female surfer in a cold water surf environment. I would say it's the tensions can be heightened in a cold water surf environment for female surfers because a lot of times you're the only female in the water <laughs> and you get out there and if guys haven't seen you before and you're like paddling into a set wave they'll kind of stare at you like dumbfoundedly sometimes like thinking (laughs) oh she's not gonna get this wave and then you have to like bottom turn like right around (laughs) (laughs) so just like that my personal experience I think it's really important to like do things from your heart and from like your personal pain and like transform that into something positive so for me see together I wanted to make a space for like women surfers to share their voice and share their creativity, share their passion, their vision that they may not have another space to do that in like a mainstream platform or, you know, because I just saw that there's so many stories and like so many inspiring people that I found while working on this project. But there was no like one central place to find them all at the time that I could find. And so to me like bringing all those people together and thinking about like the diversity of surfing that isn't ever shown, like Mm. all these different people also like different experiences, having like a serious health disease for three years. I like learned to have like a deeper understanding and empathy for people that are forgotten just like in your everyday life, because having a health issue that is an invisible illness, people look at you and they don't even like realize that you're like not feeling good which is fine but you kind of get certain like enigmas kind of thrown against you for Mm. being sick but not being visibly sick so like having this deeper like awareness and understanding of like people that are forgotten kind of carried in like influence see together as well like in the first issue Eva Levy from Ireland she talks about her experience having epilepsy as a surfer. And I think, you know, just things like that are never shared in surf media. And I think it's just really important because then other people can like 
see that and be like, hey, like I can understand like I can still like call myself a surfer I can still surf and still like have these struggles Mm -hmm. you know maybe I can't surf at my top level like all the time you know maybe I can't like be like a normal surfer but I'm still a surfer you know what I mean that's beautiful that's really interesting to actually give the people that don't usually have a voice an actual opinion and a voice through a magazine that's really sweet. And so could you explain to the listeners what See Together Mag is? Yeah, so See Together is right now, I would say it's an annual publication providing a platform and a space for creativity and community and writing and the stories of women surfers around the world. So right now, it's kind of evolved into more than a publication, though. It feels like a lot of people say it. It's like a community and people that come to like events or like workshops or like the retreat. I just co-hosted in March. A lot of people just say that they like never felt like this community before, like in women surfing. And so that to me is like what's the main part of it for me. And that's what's like the heart of it. Like if it wasn't like focused on community, then I don't know if I would be doing it because Mm -hmm. that's what all about like it's all about like human connection and like feeling like you have a space you know yeah yeah absolutely that's lovely and I think there are more and more communities that are growing and the more the better it's a bit like in environmental projects like the more the merrier kind of thing and it's great to be able to sort of create these communities and especially with female surfers in fact I had on the podcast last year I had the ocean is female for example and they had the same kind of feeling of you know just creating this community of female surfers was really really fulfilling and how did that sort of lightning bolt moment happen when you thought oh I'm going to make a magazine I'm going to call it Sea Together and it's going to be that many pages long and it's going to have this that and the other kind of ideas in it inside and things like that how did that sort of actually come together and how did it spark in your mind? So I was actually thinking about it for a few years and then I finally was like doing all this writing over the summer and, you know, just like processing like what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it because I was unemployed at the time, like living at my mom's house. And so I had like more free time and stuff. And it's funny. (laughs) So I decided I was like, I'm just going to start an Instagram account and then see what happens. You know, like I didn't really start the project with this intention of it being this huge thing that's like all over the world and like. Mm having events everywhere (laughs) like I never that was in my vision like a month after I started it but I never thought that would actually happen so I just started this little Instagram account with like 200 followers and I remember like people were like really commenting and like really interested I was like oh cool and then coming up with the name I actually was messaging with this surfer named Sydney K who I've never met she (laughs) Encinitas California and she and I were messaging about our health problems because she also has like chronic illness and so she was like helping me brainstorm a name and she actually came up with C together in one of our like brainstorm (laughs) chats so so I can't take credit for that but (laughs) and I still wasn't fully committed to that name I was like oh like I don't know I don't know about this name because names are hard you know yeah yeah (laughs) names are like the hardest part so I committed I was like I just have to choose something like anything so I'll choose this name 
So then that's when I made the Instagram. And then I realized that surfers were like responding to me and like wanting to be interviewed. And I was like, oh, cool. Like this actually works. Like you can actually (laughs) talk with people. And at the time I didn't know who was going to design the magazine. I thought I was just going to design it, which is a crazy idea. Like I'm not a designer. (laughs) And I thought it was just going to be an online publication. But then my almost 10 year Tumblr friend So I've never met Angela Blumen in person before, but she's the designer of Sea Together. And we've known each other on Tumblr from Tumblr. Really? 10 years. And so she was like, I'll help you. Like, let's chat about it in a month. And so I thought that she was just going to give me advice about design. But then she offered to like design everything for free. So she's been the designer of the publication. So I'm like so grateful for her because she's been like so amazing, so supportive. She doesn't surf, but it's helpful to have her like objective perspective, you know, when designing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a funny fact. <laughs> about her. I can like keep talking on and on. So <laughs> how long has this project actually been going on so far? So I started the Instagram in December, 2017. So a year and a half now. Wow. Yeah, so in December 2017, I started the Instagram, and then in May of 2018, I launched the Kickstarter, and then it was funded, and so printed and shipped them over July, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then issue two, just I just funded it last month of May, and I'm shipping them out this coming week before I move out of my house oh, on no. June 1st. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. And how do you collaborate to actually write the articles and everything? Is it just you that writes it or do you have journalists and photographers that participate? How do you actually sort of reunite the community of contributors? Yeah, so it's actually submission based and then interviews. So right now, that's kind of the way it works because we wanted it to be open to everyone's different sort of experiences in the world. So we just get submissions Mm -hmm. in Sometimes I interview, and then in issue two, Alicia King interviewed a woman surfer, and she's based in Australia. Mm-hmm. And she's done a few blog features, interviews on com, which has been really rad. She's, like, a really amazing person, too. <laughs> so, yeah, and then the whole magazine is copy-edited by my cousin, Michaela. She is a really detail-oriented copy editor, so she does all that. So I'm really grateful for her because there's no way I would be able to copy edit the magazine at all. So, yeah. (laughs) That's brilliant. And so what kind of advice would you give somebody who wants to start a print magazine or an online magazine or a zine or something like that? What kind of advice would you give them as you sort of done all the trial and error? I think where my brain jumps to automatically is more like, business or like passion project advice rather mm-hmm. than like magazine advice if you want <laughs> yeah. that yeah sure sure I would say the advice I have for like starting a passion project is that you really have to just focus and remember why you're doing it and for me there's been I don't know I think there's been a lot of ups and downs with it and it's definitely been a lot of work but you definitely can't do anything without doing like a lot of work yeah exactly (laughs) yeah I know the feeling that's like the reality and the best part about it is because you realize that 
you would never work this hard on anything else that you weren't passionate about. So you just become this crazy person that's just working constantly. Like, for example, I went to bed at four in the morning last night because I was getting so excited about planning a couple launch parties in Australia in July. And so I would say the number one thing I think you should remember when like running a project or business is that you have to like make time for yourself and like pause and reflect why am I doing this and I would say looking back on the past year I wish I made more time for me to just pause and reflect and kind of reorient my goals and so that's what I'm actually doing this summer and I think there's a lot of like sometimes you can have a lot of guilt for feeling like your project isn't doing enough or like you're not doing enough because you can literally work forever like (laughs) (laughs) if you wanted to do that and you're so passionate about it, you want to keep doing and doing and do everything. But I think it's really important to just remember that you're not a superhuman and you're just a normal person living in the world. And you really have to think about like your mental health with it all. Yeah. And also, I definitely recommend practical advice. I definitely recommend like Kickstarter for crowdfunding and a, like a fun a fun like behind the scenes fact is like especially last year the first kickstarter i did after i launched it i was texting emailing every single friend i've ever had <laughs> for five the first five days straight and so <laughs> texting them about it and so a lot of people don't realize that kickstarter is like a good bulk or people that you already know funding <laughs> yes. it so I was shaking with adrenaline for five days. I'm not even kidding. Five days straight. It was really funny. (laughs) It's funny, like, learning all these things, like, behind, like, the scenes of, like, business running or, like, running a project that you never would think that would happen. But um, that's just, like, how it works. (laughs) So are you exclusively funded by crowdfunding or do you have some sponsors or advertisers in your magazine? Yeah, so right now it's all crowdfunding and I'm trying to figure out a way to have sponsors going into the future, but it is hard because I am like doing everything from managing editor, editor in chief, event director, (laughs) social media director, email guru, guru, community person, go to, and like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's hard. I'm trying to like learn how to prioritize and a lot of times I want to prioritize like community things but to have a project be sustainably funded and keep going you have to prioritize money and so I'm trying to like switch to like prioritizing money but you like still have to like live from your heart so I'm just like (laughs) I must say if we could talk about your auto response email that's really really clever because like when somebody sends you an email, we get an automatic response, which has all the bits and pieces about where to find the crowdfunding, where to find this, where to find that. And if, you know, please bear with me because I can't get on my email all the time. And it's really, really clever. And I think that's a great way to prioritize your time and your, the emails that are coming in. So moving on, how can we actually get hold of a copy? Yeah. So you can actually get a copy of issue one. There's like 25 issues left, I believe. At my mom's house in California. (laughs) I ran out of them at my house in Oregon. 
So you can order this online on seetogether.com. And then for issue, you can pre-order it on the website still if you want to get a copy, but you missed the Kickstarter. So feel free to pre-order on there. And I'm shipping them out in the next few weeks, which is really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Also, what I wanted to ask you is because you're sort of making the project evolve and you're organizing events. And could you sort of tell us about what inspired you to create these See Together events and what you actually do with the people who come? Yeah. So I would say a big inspiration for me was just kind of bringing everyone together in real life. And the first event that I co-hosted with Leeward Surf in Portland, who's actually shutting down now, but... That was really amazing. So that was the first issue on launch party. And I found this bongo drum band on the side of the road at the beach one time when my parents were visiting. And I saw this bongo drum band and I was like, oh, let's like stop. Like, it sounds so good. So we like pull over and I'm listening to them. And I'm like, would you guys be interested in like coming to like a surf magazine launch party? Like a woman's (laughs) magazine contract and they're like yeah that sounds amazing and so (laughs) so they came to the launch party and we had a bunch of like sponsors doing things and I facilitated a panel with a bunch of women surfers from around the Pacific Northwest Mead Crosby Olivia Schroeder like all these women so that was really fun (laughs) but also other things I've been doing in the past year I'm really interested in evolving more workshops in Sea Together, being an artist, and I'm an artist who is going to school for socially engaged art, so using social engagement as a medium. So I'm really interested in how we can, like, push the boundaries of what things can be, so, like, what events can be or, you know, what workshops can be. So I did a few collaborative zine writing workshops in the past year with Sea Together. Yeah, so... I'm really interested. Maybe we could tell the listeners exactly what a zine is, because I love zines, but maybe not everybody is familiar with them. What's a zine? Yeah, so a zine are like usually handmade publications that are easily distributed. And so a lot of artists make them, like, for example, the person I mentioned, Sophie School in Germany, she made a zine and then distributed them around. So usually they're like, Sometimes they can be political and like raising awareness, but yeah. So in the zine writing workshop, I just had like these zines already kind of pre-made and then we go around and kind of like experience our environment in new ways and reflect on it and share with each other things surrounding like our environment or women surfing. So yeah, that's what I'm really interested in. And but don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I guess we can talk about your love affair with surfing. And first question is, when did you learn to surf? Well, I guess I learned actually first in Hawaii when I was like five, but then I didn't really pick it up until middle school Mm -hmm. in California. My stepdad actually taught me how to surf. He's been surfing since he was like 12 and he's like 65 or something now. So that's a long time. So I feel really privileged and fortunate to like grow up with a stepdad who like taught me everything I know about surfing and do recognize like like the privilege in that and not everyone gets that opportunity. Um, And then I grew up moving back and forth between Hawaii. So I really picked up surfing more once I moved to Hawaii. And then I kind of stopped surfing for a few years. And so 
it's interesting like how surfing can kind of like go away and then come mm. back has that happened to you yes it did actually this isn't part of my sort of surfing story I started at 17 and then about 19 we went off for a surfing holiday in the Canary Islands and I got absolutely thrashed by a wave and I got so put off that when I got home I sold my surfboard <laughs> and I sort of gave up on surfing I was terrified it really was terrifying I thought I was going to die and it was only until my son turned seven so that was fast forward 15 years that I saw him wanting to surf and have fun in the waves and I thought oh this is really cool but why am I not doing this and that's when I picked it up again and yeah I totally relate to actually going off and on surfing for a while yeah. And then actually going back to surfing, it sort of reconnected with the whole values of surfing and the whole spirit of surfing that I'd missed for such a long time. And it's so good to get back into that sort of spirit. Yeah. What do you feel like brought you back into that spirit? Because for me, I think almost I feel like a surge of like surfing spirit from this project. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely well for me when I got back into surfing it was I just sort of felt the vibes I felt the concern for the environment I felt everything kind of came back almost naturally and that kind of almost hippie but I don't want to use the word hippie but it was that kind of feeling and in fact it changed my whole life like once I got into surfing again, we moved to the coast to actually be closer to the waves. We then decided to move to Bali and live there for six months. And I got back at it. All that experience empowered me to start my own business rather than stay in the family business. You know, all these things were thanks to surfing and that spirit. And the fact that it just, when you overcome your fear of, you know, the giant waves or the drowning or whatever, that that sort of overcoming those fears really empower you to go further in your personal or business life you know in your career so that's really exciting yeah that's why you say that I remember like a few times when I was an undergrad in college and I would drive out to the Oregon coast to surf like at five in the morning before class and I remember like surfing like in the winter time when it's kind of rough here and like kind of a not a huge wave but like big for me <laughs> You know, like a uh, eleven foot wave or something, ah. like like my max. And I remember like surfing like these horrible waves, and then like coming back into the city and feeling like, whoa, it's weird how like <laughs> you just feel like if I can do that, like I can do anything. Exactly. And like, and it also makes me think about how like you never know what someone just did today, like looking at them, like people around you, and like what helps them to feel inspired and like empowered you know yeah that's such a lovely story that's amazing I must admit I've never surfed 11 foot waves and I don't think I ever will I'm sort of too terrified still but the first event launch for Sea Together I like can I tell you like a little short memory sure of course yeah the more the merrier yes okay <laughs> so during the first launch party at Leeward in Portland Mead Crosby, who was on the discussion panel, she was talking about, like, See Together issue one and, like, how it really inspired her and her feelings about, like, her daughter, like, having this magazine to look at, like, at a young age and, like, be inspired by and just all these different things. And it just felt like everything came full circle. And then I started, like, sobbing in front of everyone. <laughs> in front of like 200 people and it was really embarrassing 
But that was, like, a really crazy moment for me to just, like, feel, I don't know, feel like the completion of, like, why you started a project and, like, did all this hard work for it. And then, like, I don't know. It was just really inspiring. Yeah. Like, what you were saying was really inspiring to me. And <laughs> I just started sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So sweet. It's so important. And also, when you know when you've got a project going and you've put so much work in and so much time in and so much sort of blood, sweat and tears, and when it actually comes to the end of it, there's that kind of adrenaline that goes... And that you just don't, can't sort of manage your emotions, and you sort of—that's I definitely sort of the feeling. You know, it's all sort of pressure goes down, and all your emotions let loose. It's amazing. Do you remember what you felt when you caught your first wave? Yeah. So I don't think I have like one of those stories where everyone's like, "Oh, my first wave it, like changed my life." I think for me, I like was always an ocean baby. Like I love the ocean. And I remember in middle school, I went to, like, a surf camp. Like, I asked my parents, like, can you send me to a surf camp? So I went to a surf camp, and I just remember the surf camp leader said that they've never seen anyone be in the ocean as much as me, like Mm -hmm. any kid. And so, like, the whole camp, I would just, like, go back into the water. Like, (laughs) like, when we weren't surfing, I would just go, like, lay in the sand, like, in the water. They were like, this is crazy. Like, you're always in the water. So for me, like, I think I just always have had such, like, a deep relationship with the ocean and also moving a lot. Like, it's been the one constant for me. Like, the ocean literally is my home because growing up, I felt like I never fully was a part of a community. And I think maybe that ties into why I made Sea Together. It's become my community in a sense in that maybe that sounds like a little selfish, but... (laughs) like still do things like from your heart you know like things but it's interesting yeah so the ocean like really for me is home and like it's definitely like the source of so much joy for people and like love and I just feel so privileged to like be able to grow up living in these places by the ocean and like growing up in a family that was like a beach family and I know that not everyone gets that and not everyone has that privilege and yeah I'm just really grateful and I could just talk about the ocean all day (laughs) and how much also that we need to like protect it and yeah yeah absolutely and I love surfing I could also go on and on about how much I love surfing too (laughs) but (laughs) well if you got time we could talk about it it was Also, what is the most epic surf trip that you've done so far? Have you do you have a sort of one thing that marks your mind? Yeah, so I actually haven't really been on any surf trips. <laughs> I've moved a lot. Like I've lived in Hawaii, which is like a surf trip destination, and lived in California, surf trip destination. But I've never actually like been on an official surf trip. But I guess we did co host the CDO surf trip in Hawaii, but that was more like me like showing up for the ladies and everything but that was really amazing and coming together with like women surfers in Hawaii was definitely like a magical experience I haven't like gone on a surf trip like by myself or anything but that's what I'm doing this summer so yeah Yeah, because you're off to Australia right yeah I'm going to Australia and I'm really excited 
someone I connected with through C together, Amy Rose Hewton. I don't know if you know her. She's picking me up at the airport in Sydney and we're taking like a little road trip and doing a couple launch parties for C together in Bondi and Bondi. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Bondi. Bondi. <laughs> <laughs> and Torque? How do you say Torque. Torque. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> told myself I was going to research how to pronounce everything and I started like looking up like all these different things like words in New Zealand and stuff to try to prepare myself but I really need to like prepare myself. (laughs) (laughs) So you're also doing a tour to New Zealand as well? Yeah so I'm going to New Zealand actually for three months and I'm gonna live out of a van and I'm doing a three-day event with Katie of Akoa Surf Studio. Wow. So we're really excited for that. It's going to be a weekend women's surfing and like art and community and a live musician, hopefully, and like workshops and conversations. So (laughs) excellent. Yeah, really excited for that and to like learn from their community there. And what else is going on? Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to Japan. I'm just like taking off. done with school in like two weeks and so I'm like okay (laughs) but yeah I'm going to Japan as well and going to visit the editor of Honey magazine they're like a surf lifestyle magazine in Japan so I'm really excited for that yeah so I'm really excited just like take some mental space for myself like being in graduate school too is pretty heavy and so just restarting my brain and like readjusting the values and like the direction that see together I want it to go and everything because I think like I said before I think it's really important to like pause and like check in to keep going on a project. That's really interesting that actually the whole see together project is sort of helping you or is an excuse to travel the world and to meet new people and to have new experiences I mean it's amazing what a passion project where it can take you they're a great example of what it can do so well done for that amazing. I'm just really grateful for all the people I've connected with. And it's funny because I've always wanted to go to Australia and New Zealand for like years. And then I was really sick for three years and I couldn't do anything. And then I just never really felt like it was the right timing either. And now it just feels like it's the right time because all these people that I'm connected with now and I'm just really grateful for everyone's support. Well, like I said, when I started the project, I never knew all these people were going to be so supportive and like wanting this project to happen and like offering their time and energy. And yeah, I'm just really grateful. It's lovely. I guess we're coming to the end of the conversation. It's been really, really exciting to talk to you. And I have a few questions that I like to ask. Well, they're not really questions. They're basically sentences that my guests finish. And so um, would you be up to that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First one is I love. I was going to say I love bringing people together. That was my first thought. (laughs) That's the best, the most intuitive. How about I miss? I miss living in Hawaii and like the joy of like warm water surf culture and like the joy of like the culture in Hawaii. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. I wish. I wish I lived on a sailboat in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, well, you must meet up then with one of my guests who's Sheddy. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's on Instagram. It's uh, Vettel's 
sailing chuffed and she's sailing all along the coast of Costa Rica and Nicaragua and everything. And she's surfing and curing animals on the way because she's a vet. She's got a mobile veterinary clinic on her boat. But she needs volunteers to help her sail all the time. So you must get in. I'll I'll send you her details. (laughs) It's amazing. Wow. What an inspiring story. Yeah. And then the last one is I want. I want to create spaces that bring like more love and freedom into people's lives oh that's so sweet oh that's gorgeous anyway i guess we're wrapping up the conversation the chat the podcast the what what you name it this is the time to let everybody know how to get hold of you and how to purchase a copy of see together mac okay yeah yeah so everyone can definitely Feel free to email me at c.together.mag at gmail.com if you ever want to be in touch about if you want to host like a workshop or an event in your town, especially if you're in Australia or New Zealand, because I'll be there this summer or Japan. And then also you can get a copy of the magazine online on c.together.com. And then you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well if you want to like hear amazing stories from women around the world excellent that's brilliant we've made it so you've made it to the end of the podcast how do you feel oh i feel great thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome it's been lovely to talk to you and and lovely to get to know you a bit better and also see together a bit better and i really really wish you all the best for this summer and your travels and you know everybody that you're going to meet and it's going to be so exciting so i'm really 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 happy for you and just stay in touch if you want to come back on the podcast and you know announce anything or or new workshops or whatever it's been a pleasure to speak to you Brianna and uh, I wish you all the best for the future thank you so much I really (laughs) enjoyed talking with you and I appreciate everything that you supported me with (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay uh, thank you Amy (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome and take care Brianna I'll see you soon Wow, I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. What I love about it is that with See Together, Brianna has created a community, probably the one that she was missing when she was constantly moving home. And also she's created a dream quote unquote job. Even though she's not paid to do it, she's found a fantastic sense of community and care. And this is leading her to amazing events all around the world. What I also like is Brianna's advice about making time for oneself, especially for those who are trying to run a passion project or even a business. Sometimes we oversee this aspect, so don't forget to take time to review your objectives. I think that surfing helps enormously, but I've also often felt caught up so much with my own projects that I've even passed on a great session. So really, make a date with yourself to pause and reflect. Just like See Together Mag, the Ocean Riders podcast is a passion project as well. So I would be so grateful if you could give me some support. Three ways. 
Number one, go over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast and subscribe if you want to hear more inspiring conversations from surfers from all over the world. Number two, you can help me pay for my hosting fees and suit my super podcast editor by contributing to my Buy Me A Coffee page. It's a bit like Patreon, only you just have to sort of buy me a coffee. So it's the equivalent of a cup of coffee and it will help me enormously. Just head over to buymeacoffee.com slash oceanriders. Number three, you can tell your friends, your family and surf buddies all about this podcast. To get hold of me, it's very simple. Head to the oceanriderspodcast.com where you will find links to all the social media related to the Ocean Riders podcast. You can also contact me via email at hello at the oceanriderspodcast.com if you'd like to join me for a conversation or you have somebody in mind whose story you'd like to hear about. Finally, you can contact me via Instagram at the Ocean Riders Podcast. You can either look up Imi Barno or look up the Ocean Riders Podcast. I would also like to give special thanks to Brianna for getting up to make this episode possible. In fact, the night before she had gone to bed at four in the morning and had less than four hours sleep for this interview. So thank you very much, Brianna. And thank you also to Isabella Blanca Palangan, my podcast editor, for putting this episode together and making it sound lovely. And thank you guys for listening. I'll be back next week with a bit of testosterone. Chris Mills, aka Surf Strength Coach, is joining me for a conversation about holistic health and training to be a better surfer. So until next week, take care, have fun and enjoy the waves. Ciao.